The problem was discovered when the company received four consumer complaints of extraneous materials in the products. It's received one report of a minor oral injury associated with consumption of the product. The recall is for 54-ounce packages containing 12 of the brand sandwiches. Premium pepperoni made with pork, chicken, and beef pizza garlic buttery crust. Affected boxes have the best before February 2022. According to the USDA, consumers who have purchased this product are urged not to consume it. This product should be thrown away or returned to the place of purchase. This recall is more than 762,000 pounds of Nestle's pepperoni hot pockets. They might be contaminated with extraneous materials, specifically pieces of glass and hard plastic now dry your eyes i know welcome to chewing the fat (laughs) to quote isis vermouth member of the church of satan now there's going to be hell to pay The historic Halloween house, yeah, the Halloween house, north of New York City that uh, authorities say was set ablaze this week by an unidentified arsonist. The historic home, built in 1900, served as an Adams family-style hub for local adherents of the religion, the uh, Poughkeepsie Journal Reporting, One member of the church likened the arson to a terrorist attack. Everybody's in shock and everyone in the neighborhood is worried. Whoever did this is going to be hexed by us all. According to Isis Vermouth, there's going to be hell to pay. Surveillance footage shows shows the man walking up to the house about 5 a.m. in the morning. Two gas cans, splashing liquid on the front porch, igniting it. And two people escaped the house unharmed. Uh, I mean, that's good news that no one got hurt, actually. The home on uh, South Clinton Street. Huh. The Devil Worship House on Clinton Street. Hmm. Anyway, uh, it was decorated with devil sculptures, a hearse along, sat in the driveway, and a sign over the garage read, Devil's Garage. It was a gathering place to celebrate Halloween uh-huh, and showcase the beliefs of its longtime former owner, Joe Netherworld Mandillo, uh, the Church of Satan member who passed away last year. It was uh, extraordinarily different according to city councilman chris pestis uh, it wasn't your normal home hey thank you chris uh, it's unlikely the home will be restored because of the extensive fire damage uh, according to peter h gilmore the high priest of the church of satan now he lives just down the block and uh according to uh poughkeepsie's uh, journal uh it is in the witchcraft district Man, it makes you want to visit Poughkeepsie, doesn't it? Uh, (laughs) The uh, high priest of the Church of Satan went on to say, uh, the religion is based on devil worship, but on, I'm sorry, let me repeat that, uh, because I I want to quote 
Peter H. Gilmore correctly, and that was incorrect. Um, Peter H. Gilmore, the high priest of the Church of Satan, said the religion is based not on devil worship, uh but on atheist philosophies and individualism, liberty, and self-fulfillment. Right. So the Church of Satan is a religion not on devil worship, but on atheist philosophies and individualism, liberty, and self-fulfillment. Alrighty then. Alrighty then. I'm still stuck on (laughs) it being the house on South Clinton Street. Yeah, the devil house. In the... uh, the uh, witchcraft district of Poughkeepsie makes you want to go there to visit. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that boy. Oof. So we have good news and bad news about Joe, the pigeon um, that was found in Australia who they thought was going to, you know, this huge record. Um, A Melbourne resident uh, found the pigeon Uh, named Joe, according to this, after U.S. President-elect Joe Biden in his back garden on December 26th. Why he's named Joe Biden will become (laughs) uh, evident in a moment. The bird's leg tag suggested that Joe was registered to an owner in Alabama and had last been seen during a race in western U.S. state of Oregon in October After the news of Joe's appearance made the headlines in Australia, not only were they excited about, you know, it setting a huge record, they said, "Mm, we're going to have to kill it. Uh, Yeah, that's a that's a bird from another country. (laughs) We're going to have to kill it. Uh, Danger of infection to the local birds. Uh huh. But uh, the pigeon, Joe, is now saved. They're not going to have to kill it. They're not going to have to put it down. Uh, the American Racing Pigeon Union, and you don't want to mess with the big pigeon, uh, denied that Joe's leg tag was genuine. So the pigeon was just a liar and a fraud. Huh. Surprised that it was named after Joe Biden. Um, it was uh, wearing a counterfeit band, and it doesn't need to be destroyed because of biosecurity measures, because uh, it actually lives in Australia. Uh, And the Australian investigation agreed with the findings. Oh, that's nice of them. So it doesn't prevent uh, biosecurity risk. Uh, They don't know how it came about wearing the fake leg tag. Um, They said that according to the big union, American Racing Pigeon, unions uh the sport development manager dion roberts told uh told the news that use of counterfeit identifications is happening more and more you bastards you bastards using counterfeit identifications on pigeons this is i won't hear of it plus joe isn't even uh a flying long distance breed it's like a local turkish tumbler Duh, it's bred for tricks in the air and stuff, and they're really just a showbird. They're not even they're not even bred for flying distance, so it's even it's the wrong pigeon. So whoever put the counterfeit identification didn't even know what kind of pigeon he was. Duh. 
So, I mean, now, you'd think, I mean, people were all excited because, think of this now, a flight from Oregon to Australia, 8,158 miles, right? So, I don't even know if that's exact. I mean, I'm looking at a map from Oregon to Australia, Oregon to, I guess we should put Melbourne, but it doesn't say what, where in uh, where in Oregon, but we'll just say Oregon, 8,146 miles from Oregon proper to Melbourne, Australia. So that would have been the world record because the world record now is from 1931 when a bird flew, a homing pigeon, uh, flew from Arras, France, to its home in Saigon, Vietnam. It flew straight as an arrow for 7,200 miles. It took 24 days, according to this. That's the record. So Joe would have most definitely been the longest flight by a pigeon if Joe wasn't a liar and a fraud and uh, had was trying to steal the record. But, you know, they couldn't do it because Big Union said, no, 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 no. That's, uh, no. Now it's a counterfeit tag and it's the wrong kind of pigeon. So, Joe is still going to live. That's the good news. Never mind that uh, somebody was trying to, you know, fake the record. <laughs> And lie about it. It's just that Joe, the pigeon, gets to live. Yay! All right. I I can't get over uh, Bill Gates. Uh, congratulations to him. And, you know, if I was in his position, I probably would be doing the same thing. I know he's, what, third on the list now of richest guys in the U.S. So, you know, he's got to be struggling a little bit. Um, but, uh, he's now, you know, the number one landowner, farmland portfolio, uh, in the United States. So his portfolio spans 18 States. Uh, his largest holdings are in Louisiana. He's got 69,071 acres, Arkansas, 47,927 acres, Nebraska, 20,588 acres, he has a stake in the uh, 25,750 acres of land, the west side of Phoenix, which is being developed. So that's a huge amount of money coming from that land. Now, I find it fascinating that according to this report, it's held directly and through third-party entities by Cascade Investments, which is Gates' personal investment vehicle. Cascade's other investments include food safety company Ecolab, used car retailer Vroom, and Canadian National Railway. I love how these guys just have all these other investment entities that take care of business. You know, like I'm reading a story about Kevin Costner this weekend. I love Kevin. I mean, I love his work, but this story is talking about a lawsuit that he's in with one of his old partners. And, uh, it's just incredible to me what 
they go through to raise money and cover up kind of what they're doing. I mean, it's all legal, I know. But so the story talks about how Costner met this Jim Wilson in 83 at a casting call. Uh, The actor Wilson gave Costner his first lead role and to return the favor, uh, Costner hired him as executive VP for his production company, TIG Productions. Costner also gave Wilson the producer's role for Dances with the Wolves. Dances with Wolves. Um, However, where they get shaky, so Costner and Wilson uh, is when Costner made a deal with Warner Brothers involving TIG, T-I-G. The deal was that Costner would stay exclusive for all films that either he or his production company produced. But it's alleged that Wilson was not included in that agreement. Instead, Wilson ventured out to do his own thing while still working for Costner. Costner then formed a company called Good One Production in 1992 because Tig had a first look deal with Warner Brothers. <laughs> His lawyers then helped the actor form another entity outside of that deal and be a Writers Guild signatory. So Tig funding all of Good One's operations through loans. So Costner has been the sole director and officer of the company since 2015, with Wilson not having an involvement in Good Ones since 2004. So Costner decided to close up Good Ones, and he sent Wilson a letter seeking to transfer his bare legal ownership stocks, and Wilson's like, no, uh, I need 500 grand. Uh, I'm just going to give that up for nothing. And so now they haven't worked together in 12 years, and he wasn't even an officer in TIG, T-I-G. So it just, they're, now they've had a big lawsuit and they're saying that he made over $35 million on his business relationship with the movie star. And so now they're just going through a big lawsuit for about $15 bucks. Uh, Costner filed a $15 million lawsuit. But I love how these guys do their business. So because of the first look deal with Warner Brothers through TIG, he sets up another company that he can do work from and get loans from TIG so he doesn't have to have the first look deal that he has with Warner Brothers because TIG isn't doing the work, right? Good one production is. It's just incredible. I I, I love them. And I, I love them because it's not illegal. I don't think it's... I don't want to use the word shady. It's not shady. It's just the way these guys do business. And I wish, I wish that I was smart enough to do it. I really do. I I wish I was smart enough to do it because, you know, look where he's at and where I'm at. Yeah, no, you don't have to remind me. Things have gotten so bad in, in Mexico. Uh, I was reading a story this weekend about uh, a band of female and they're calling them vigilantes, but they're taking it upon themselves to protect friends and family. They've had enough. They live in an area that they claim has gotten so lawless and they're getting no help from the government and or local law fighters. I don't think there are any local law fighters except for the cartels. So the area that they're in is the largest supplier of avocados and limes. And it's been overrun by the Jalisco, J-A-L-I-S-C-O drug cartel. 
and that they come from a uh, a neighboring state so these women are all fighting back they've had enough they're carrying assault rifles they're posting roadblocks uh, they're carrying their small children with them the uh, homicide levels have gone through the roof the majority of these women have lost family members to the cartel uh, she said that uh, her son was kidnapped and they you know threw him in the back of a pickup truck by a cartel armed cartel members and they don't know if he's dead or alive he's just gone uh another woman claimed that her daughter kidnapped never been seen since we don't know if she's dead or alive uh so these women are trying to protect the children and their sons and daughters and they said they were in the story they talk about how when the boys get old enough to carry a weapon the cartel takes them right then so they've created a i mean they've created a heavy duty pickup truck with a steel plate of armor welded on it they've dug trenches across roadways uh they want the attackers out and they want to be able to raise their families and children without worrying about the cartel coming so i mean that's an inside war because they're not getting any help at all and they just want to protect raise their family and and uh and stay alive uh let's hope let's hope that this is not coming to a country near us soon this kind of uh this kind of vigilantism where local areas are just their own local areas protected by their own people and I don't know, man. I don't know. I hope that, uh, <laughs> I hope it isn't coming to a country near us very soon, but actually technically it is in a country near us, but you know what I mean? It's not us yet. Although we could be getting there. I mean, the FBI is searching for an armored military Humvee stolen from the national guard facility <laughs> in bell, California. Uh, the armored military Humvee, uh, it's missing. Yeah, we don't know where it is. Uh, it's worth about 120000 Stolen Friday morning from the National Guard Armory. They, I love it. They described uh, the green camouflage vehicle, four doors, the bumper number, the administrative number, and the registration number, the battalion number. Uh, they can all be seen on the vehicle. Uh, it added that the Humvee was up-armored, meaning it had been upgraded and is considered a combat vehicle and a 10,000 bucks for a reward. I don't know. Maybe it's going down to Mexico to help these vigilantes out. I don't know. Maybe it's just a guy that wanted to go see his girlfriend for the weekend and decided it's the only way I can get out of here. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. So if they catch you and you're not a military, I don't know. They're talking about a maximum of 10 years. <laughs> theft from military facility no come on now you know it's just good you real I, I mean i joke around about it heading toward the vigilantes in mexico which i guess is possible but really it's going to be some it's going to be some military guy that i just wanted to go see my girlfriend and they wouldn't let me go so i took the vehicle i took the humvee and i you know i just parked it took it to her house we just been hanging out i parked it around back we just been hanging out together for the weekend and here i am 
<laughs> he's bringing it. He'll bring it back today or tomorrow. What? I was off, and I just, you know, decided I needed a vehicle. I couldn't just take the Humvee. No, no, private, you couldn't. Oh well, sorry. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something to drink desperately. Oh yes, something nice cold. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So good. You know what else is so good? Uh, Tuesday, the 19th of January, 2021, at 11 p.m. Eastern, the Mega Millions drawing is right now, as you and I are talking, on the 18th of January, 2021. It's worth $850 million. You have a cash option of $628.2 million. That's from the Mega. Then, on a Wednesday, the 20th of January, 2021, the Powerball drawing, as we speak today, is worth $730 million, with a cash value of $546.0 million. That, either one of those, either one of those would be really sweet. The last big drawing, one person from Texas has won a million dollars. And uh, I didn't look. <laughs> I had my ticket and I didn't look. I just, I didn't want to know. I still wanted hope because I knew. I mean, you know, deep down if you've won or not. And deep down I knew I didn't win the million. But I didn't want to really know. I don't want to check for fact yet. Just wanted to wait till it was, you know, Sunday night and all the drawings were over and I still had hope. And uh, <laughs> my wife is looking, oh, yeah, they, that, that winner was, and she names the city wherever the heck it was. And I'm like, no, oh, tell me that. No, I still, there goes my hope right down the drain. Oh, you knew it wasn't us. Okay. I still had hope, but no, but I'm telling you. Just uh, take, you are going to, that's generation changing money done correctly. You are good and your family and your grandkids and their kids should be fine for the rest of their lives. And I am a fan of that. I'm a fan of that for you. If it's not me, I hope it's you. I really mean that. Because that's something that can change people's lives. A million dollars, a million bucks. You know, yeah, that changes your life. Sure, it really does. But does it, it doesn't change. You know, it could. You could invest it and, and use it properly. And it could reach out to generations. But really, no. Uh but 500 million or more yes that is generation changing and that is really really sweet so if it's not me i hope it's you but i think i hope it's me more than i hope it's you right right yeah yeah, that's it. Hey, if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, 
uh, you need to subscribe to this podcast. So choose whatever platform warms the little cockles of your inside of your heart. There's plenty of them out there and subscribe to chewing the pat, chewing the, chewing the pat, chewing the fat, but thinking about pat today, we're I'm talking uh, out of school, but we're Pat and I are going to do a commercial this week. So I've been thinking, I've been reading about <laughs> what time we're doing the commercial together. So I've got Pat on my head. So I'm sorry, I apologize. So chewing the fat, you don't want to subscribe to chewing the pat. Oof, that's a, that's a horrible podcast. I uh, mean, you do not want to listen to chewing the pat. So chewing the fat, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and there's a plethora of other platforms out there. Just subscribe to Chewing the Fat, okay? All right, that's real simple. You might as well just continue to follow on social media. Uh, I know there's been some issues, but it's still out there. So you've got Twitter, at JeffyJFR. You've got Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. And Parler is Jeff Fisher Radio if they ever come back. According to the CEO, they may be back by the end of this month, and we'll see if that holds up or not. Uh, I mean, I hope they are. It makes no sense that they're not uh, out there doing business and providing a social media contact for people across the world, around the world, but they're not. And so if and when they ever return, Jeff Fisher Radio is there. And of course, you can always email chewing the fat at the blaze.com. I've got, uh, <laughs> I found it amazing. You know, last week I told, I recommended a zero, zero, zero on Amazon as I was talking about the Italian mafia trial going on. And I, you know, the zero, zero, zero shows the same kind of, uh, mafia head in Italy that they talked about in the story of this trial that's going on in Italy now. And, uh, I got, this is why uh, entertainment is so personal. I got one email thanking me for 000 and how good it was. And I got another email saying 000 sucks. I couldn't make it through the first episode and a half. And uh, so I, you know, there you're welcome. You're welcome. Both the listeners from me, from the bottom of my heart, you're welcome. I would say to the person who didn't like it, uh, you know, give it a shot and, uh, you know, try to get yourself through it. It wasn't, you know, I don't think it was as bad as you thought, but he didn't like it or she, and, uh, the other person, uh, he or she loved it. So me too, me too, me too. Congratulations to Taco Bell and to you. Your voice has been heard all the people who yelled and screamed at Taco Bell that when they took away their potatoes on the menu this summer, <laughs> uh, they're coming back. Taco Bell has heard you, and potatoes are coming back in March of this year. I don't know why it's taking so long uh, to get them back, but uh, according to this, people were all wound up. The vegetarians were mad at Taco Bell, we want more than just beans and cheese, and we like your potatoes, and we want them back. So the cheesy Fiesta potatoes and the spicy potato soft taco uh, coming back in March. That's good. I mean, your voice can be heard by these evil corporations, and sometimes, sometimes they listen. Once in a while, they hear you, 
they say, you know, we should do something for our customers instead of just doing what we want all the time. And they make the change. That's good. I see the commercial. You know what else? And speaking of Taco Bell, you know the big commercial of the, 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 the fiery fries or whatever they call them. And they've got the big commercial that runs through the football games. And the fries are back. I didn't even know they left. I didn't know the fries left either. The last time I ate at Taco Bell, I, the, the fries were there because uh, we ordered some. So I didn't even know, you know, then during football season, I heard they're back. So they must be like the potatoes. People were pissed when they took them away. Or maybe they didn't really take them away at all. And the commercial is just a ruse to get you to think they took them away. But really, they were always there and they just want you to buy more of them. Maybe that's the case. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's the case. So remember when they were telling us that a genetic risk factor for severe COVID-19 is inherited from Neanderthals? And they talked about uh, it's carried by 50% of people in South Asia and around 16% of the people in Europe, right? So now they want us to believe, and we talked about then, that uh, of course humans and Neanderthals were, you know, taking care of a little business. Of course they were. Of course they were sneaking off. (laughs) Humans we're either sneaking off to the Neanderthals or the Neanderthals were sneaking off to the humans, but they were all, you know, taking care of a little cross business uh, from cave to cave. Well, now it's revealed that these sex sessions that they're being called, these interspecies sex sessions, uh, included kissing and even transmitting STDs. Okay, so does that mean that the people who have the DNA genetic risk factors for severe COVID-19 also still have the STDs in their, you know, in their bloodstream? Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, uh, when you kiss someone, you know, oral microbes go back and forth between your mouth. Did you know that? Because that comes as a surprise to me. I I don't know that I knew that. That oral microbes will go back and forth between mouths when you're kissing. I know. I know. Weird. So anyway, uh, the researcher uh, believes that the prehistoric people swapped saliva after finding human bacteria on a nathandra... I'm just going to say what they said, Okay. They believe that they swapped saliva after finding human bacteria signature on a Neanderthal tooth discovered in northwest Spain in 2017. So comparing Neanderthal and human microorganisms, they believe that the bacterial exchange could be linked to 120,000 years ago. And it was during the first time periods where interbreeding between humans and Neanderthals were taking place. So, uh, plenty of business, plenty of Neanderthal and human business going on. <laughs> little carnal cross pollination happening. A little business. So apparently you can swap saliva, obviously by sharing food, but really most of the time that really they 
you know, were the humans sneaking over to eat with the Neanderthals? No. Now, maybe the Neanderthals were sneaking over to eat with the humans. Maybe. Maybe. But really, I think it was all about sneaking over for a little bit this. So, uh, you know, if you have any kind of historical STDs in your bloodstream, it quite possibly could have come from your ancestors either sneaking off to have business with the Neanderthals or if your ancestors were Neanderthals, perhaps they were the ones sneaking off to have a business with the humans. Either way, either way, we're all, we're all a little, you know, a little compromised from this past business between Neanderthals and humans. <laughs> so, you know, there's that going on. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Speaking of COVID, uh, wow. Did you see, I mean, we've got huge, there's some huge stories on COVID. Uh, Norway investigating 23 deaths after vaccination. I know, I know. Now, they were frail elderly patients, but they're, and they're conducting more thorough evaluations of elderly patients in line to receive. They, they made a point of saying that it was the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, uh, but 23 patients shortly after receiving the vaccine. Now, they're claiming you know, it might be just a coincidence. There's no certain connection between the deaths and the vaccine. Well, uh, the connection is they all had the vaccine and then they died. But according to this, the agency has investigated 13 of the deaths and concluded that common adverse reactions of M capital RNA vaccines, such as fever, nausea, diarrhea may have contributed to the fatal outcomes of some failed patients. Uh, you think so? Is it possible? Yes, it's very possible. I mean, come on now, but Wow. That is a huge number, and if that holds up, well, I mean, obviously, they Pfizer and Biotech are aware of the reported deaths, but they're also that's part of the part of the disclaimer, right? I mean, these residents in nursing homes are have plenty of underlying medical conditions, and a lot of them may be terminally ill anyway. So what are we giving them the vaccine for? What are we doing? These people are struggling to stay alive as it is. And now we're we're just going to give them the vaccine to see what happens. So how you doing, Fred? We'll just give you the one's going to give you this vaccine and uh, we'll see how it goes, okay? All right. All right, don't worry about it. And this story cannot be true. I don't believe it. I don't want to believe it. I'm not believing it. Okay? A Chinese city, or if it's true, it's totally true in China. We'll just leave it at that. Or it's only true in China. Chinese city reports coronavirus found on ice cream. I thought uh, it couldn't stay alive on cartons for very long, right? So they found on ice cream produced in eastern China, recall of cartons from the same batch, according to the government. Okay. Um, no indication anyone had contracted the virus from the ice cream, 
more than 29,000 cartons in the batch had yet to be sold. 390 uh, had sold. And they're being tracked down and authorities uh, were being uh, notified. Yeah, I bet. China's coming to you. We understand you purchased some ice cream. We have have it right here, documented. Yes, I just per- don't eat it, and then we're going to take it from you. And no, you don't get your money back. Uh, I don't want it to be true. I don't want it to be. I don't want to hear about it. I do not want to hear about ice cream uh, having coronavirus, either on the packages or I mean, this sounds like it's more on the packaging. Not the ice cream itself. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't say. I don't know if it's the actual ice cream or if it's the the packaging. If it's just the cartons, I I don't know. I, I don't I don't like the whole thing. I don't like the whole thing. I don't I don't like it if it's on the cartons. I don't like it if it is part of the ingredients of the actual ice cream. I don't like it. Okay. Now they said that it, they first remember Chinese government suggested that the disease first detected in you know wuhan as uh you know that's uh imported fish and other food from foreign scientists oh okay is that you think that's actually true because uh uh no one else does and i found myself rooting for people in vienna people in uh italy uh, this weekend, who were saying enough is enough to the lockdowns. There was footage coming from thousands marching in Vienna against the coronavirus restrictions. It's just incredible. There were videos coming out of Italy that showed people out like 50,000, they said. People were at the restaurants eating and the police were coming to take them out. And they were saying, uh, no. They were tr- saying enough is enough. We want to be make our own decisions. This lockdown cannot happen. These restaurants need to survive. And I found myself going, yes. And then I realized, why is this not happening here? Why is this not happening here in the United States of America? Now, I will say that, you know, there are a number of states, Texas, Florida, and, 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 and others that are really kind of open. I know that we're still in a COVID-19 world and, you know, companies are saying wear masks and all that stuff, but really we're open for business. I know there's a, you know, there's a, a fine line between 100% open and being open. But there's plenty of places that haven't been open. And I know that we've got some leaders saying, oh, we can't stay closed down forever. People need to survive. Oh, gee, thanks for coming on board now. Great to have you along for the ride. But I would like, you know, these other countries are, uh, you know, busy protesting the lockdowns. And we, I know we've been, uh, you know, involved in this whole election thing, but we really should have been, uh, you know, marching against these lockdowns. It's just amazing to me that other countries are leading the way on that. And uh, we are, uh, we're behind. All right, a couple things before we uh, wrap up chewing the fat today. I, uh, we are smack dab getting into uh, 
the inauguration uh, coming up in a couple of days. For those of you listening live on the 18th of January, 2021. And uh, we don't, please don't do anything. Don't be a part of anything that is, that is, well, I don't want to call it stupid, but anything that is going to appear to be stupid. I mean, I know, you know, there's plenty of stuff happening in the political world, and I try to steer away from it here on Chewing the Fat, but I'll give you some political, political, political headlines, headlines, headlines. Like, uh, you know, uh, defense officials fear possible inside attack at Biden inauguration, and they're having the National Guard troops vetted. I mean, the National Guard troops are already vetted, I thought, pretty close, but okay. Um, I find it weird that they're saying that they have a possible attack at the Biden inauguration. Well, we already had, remember we had the Capitol, uh, protest and the siege on the Capitol and they, you know, the justice department, well, uh, the, uh, they tried to capture, they were going to capture and assassinate elected officials. Did anyone anyone really deep down believe that the people who were the siege at the white at the capitol building uh did they believe that they were going to capture and assassinate elective officials i would say no to that and then the justice department prosecutors oh you know they walked back their assertion that rioters wanted to capture and assassinate elected officials really huh so they threw it out there like, yeah, we believe it. And then they pulled it back and said, you know, uh, we filed stuff at court that didn't say anything about that. It was just amazing. It's still out there, though, isn't it? It's still out there. Funny how that happens. Just like we have the probe into the Capitol rioter who stole Nancy Pelosi's laptop. Really? She stole Nancy Pelosi's laptop? Well, we think she did. Uh, and she, we think that she sold it. She, she stole it to sell it to the russians really huh okay so they're after this one lady for entering a restricted building disrupting the orderly conduct of government and engaging in disorderly and disruptive conduct there's no indication that a laptop was actually pilfered from the speaker's office and the agency said in an affidavit that the matter remains under investigation so the headline of looking writer stole nancy's pelosi's laptop to sell to russia is all bullcrap it's just unbelievable to me that this that it just gets thrown out there and we just take it oh yeah yeah and now it's out there now it's out there it doesn't matter that they inside the story a couple of paragraphs down there's no proof of any of it it's already out there just incredible and uh i love the story of joe biden president-elect joe biden had an inaugural celebration uh, on youtube on his channel and according to this story only twenty-four thousand people tuned in huh it's weird because he's the got the most votes in history but according to this story uh, when Trump was at the Alamo on a separate YouTube channel, uh, 
they were they got like eight hundred and four thousand viewers live. So it makes one think that President elect Joe Biden, who they say and we're supposed to believe got eighty one million votes, is true. All right. All right. You got it. You got it. It's all true. It's all true. And I wanted to tell you a little bit. I'm going to leave you today with a story about life. I found uh, on one of the social, on the, on the socials, on one of the social media accounts, uh, I believe it was Facebook, from a Bob Levin. Uh, I don't. Uh, Bob, if you're listening, thank you. I stole this from you. Uh, if you're not listening, why not? What are you doing with your life, Bob? You should be listening to this. Uh, but he posted a story about life. And how the way we live as humans, how our life, uh, how our life times out. And I thought, "Ah, that's kind of interesting. You know, it actually holds kind of true. I almost believe it. On the first day, God created the dog and said, sit all day by the door of your house and bark at anyone who comes in or walks past. For this, I'll give you a lifespan of 20 years. The dog said, ooh, that's a long time to be barking. How about only 10 years and I'll give you back the other 10? God said, fine. He saw that as good. On the second day, God created the monkey and said, entertain people, do tricks and make them laugh. For this, I'll give you a 20-year lifespan. The monkey said, monkey tricks for 20 years? It's a pretty long time to perform. How about I give you back 10 like the dog did? God again saw that as good. On the third day, God created the cow. And said, you must go into the field with the farmer all day long and suffer under the sun. Have calves and give milk to support the farmer's family. For this, I'll give you a lifespan of 60 years. The cow said, that's kind of a tough life you want me to live for 60 years. How about 20? And I'll give you back the other 40. God agreed it was good. On the fourth day, God created humans and said, eat, sleep, play, marry, and enjoy your life. For this, I'll give you 20 years. But the human said, only 20 years? Could you possibly give me my 20 and the 40 the cow gave back and the 10 the monkey gave back and the 10 the dog gave back? And that makes 80, okay? God said, "Uh, okay, you asked for it. So that's why for our first 20 years, we eat, sleep, play, and enjoy ourselves. For the next 40 years, we slave in the sun to support our family. For the next 10 years, we do monkey tricks to entertain the grandchildren. And for the last 10 years, we sit on the front porch and bark at everyone. Life has now been explained to you. There's no need to thank me for this valuable information. I'm doing it as a public service. If you're looking for me, I'll be on the front porch. Get it? I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Yeah, you know it is. 